Hey there, true believers. This is Raul with the Weird Waters Podcast. You can catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts on our website at DadeCountyComedy.com. We are also going to be moving our podcast as well to Spotify Podcasts. Hope you're having a good one out there. It's a hot, hot summer, historically hot summer all across the globe this 2022 uh and i felt like this would be a good episode to talk about one of my favorite places to go when it's ridiculously hot like this in miami and also just a perspiration fest that it is and that place is called bill bags uh state park also known as cape florida also known as el farito what can i tell you about this park well first let's talk about the heat it's pretty crazy out there right now the heat Depending on how you feel about the aspects of what's causing the heat, whether it be global warming or you think it's a natural trend, it is really hot out there right now. It's in the 90s. It's been in the 90s in Miami for, a bit, I believe, the last two weeks. No rain either. It's kind of concerning because that usually means that sooner or later there's going to be like a a scratch fire or a some type of fire that's going to happen probably near Everglades because of the dry out usually happens at this time of the year. So what can I tell you about Bill Bags? What can I tell you about Efarito, as is known? Well, first, let's talk about the guy. Let's talk about the guy who's named after, Bill Bags. So, historically, in Miami history, there are four people who are very very, very, very important to the preservation of the nature, to the parks, to everything green or swampy or watery in Miami. There's four people who are really important and responsible for them. We'll talk about all four of them eventually on this show. The first one I always bring up is Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. I love that lady so goddamn much. Oh, I cursed. Whatever. I love that lady so, so much. She's uh, so important to Miami history she's she she literally talked to Henry Flagler into per, the preservation of the keys and to like the Everglades she's super so damn important next you have Julia Tuttle of course which the Julia Tuttle Causeway is named after such an important person uh to the Miami Bay Area um the Miami Shores you could say like Aaliyah River area she's so important to the preservation of those areas and Again, a really important member of not only Miami history, but the the nature preservation and just the 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 overall concern with the environment here in Miami. The next two is Dante Fassell. We will talk about Dante Fassell one day. He's a super man, one of my favorite spots in the world, and he saved it for many generations in the future to enjoy it. And we'll talk about Dante Fassell one day. Last being, of course, Bill Baggs. Now, you may be asking yourself, who is Bill Baggs? Who is this guy? Why do you want to talk about him so much? Why is there a beach named after him? I'll tell you why. Bill Baggs, uh, in the 1940s and 50s, was the editor-in-chief, the main guy, for a little newspaper in South Florida called the Miami News. Why doesn't the Miami News exist anymore, Raul? I'll tell you why. Because it's not the Miami News anymore. It's called the Miami Herald. This guy is one of the original editor-in-chiefs of the Miami Herald. Very, very important person, not only to the Herald, but to Miami. Bill Baggs is a man, everything you want in a historical figure at this time, 
is this guy. Like, there's Teddy Roosevelt, there's Abraham Lincoln, and in, in Miami perspective, Bill Baggs is up there. Guy is so, so dang important. He was very pro the liberation of Cuba. He was very anti-communist as far as, like, going against Fidel Castro. He would actually go and report about all the things that were going on in Cuba and bring them back to Miami. A lot of the ways that natu- that Americans found out about the the horrible things that were going on in Cuba and the horrible things that were going on with communism was because of the reporting of this guy. Remember, there was no... TV was not always available back in those days. It was mostly radio and newspaper. This man was pretty much the Twitter of his time for us. He was really amazing in that sense. He's also very pro the civil rights movement very he was an open active activist for the civil rights movement and the movement for rights for african americans in this country and not just african americans but many other people dominicans a lot of other people he's so important and he's an on the ground reporter now why what's the difference to that that's something that we don't talk about a lot nowadays because most of reporters or most of the people that you see on TV are talking heads. What do you mean by talking heads? They're opinionated people. These are people who don't actually visit the war-torn areas of the world. These are the people who actually don't go in. They just go off of what some source they have in some area that you don't even know if that source is valid or not. Reports to them and then they write a think piece or like an opinionated article and reports back no. Bill Baggs was a foot-on-the-ground reporter. He would go to Cuba. He would go to the Dominican Republic. He would go to Haiti. He would go to Vietnam. He was one of the first opponents nationally of the of the Vietnam War. This man was not afraid to speak his mind. This man was not afraid to fight for peace. He was not afraid to tell you how it is. And that's something, man, I miss so much in just news media nowadays he because he saw it it was not that he was just inventing these opinions it was not like he was a person who was just coming out pulling him out of his butt no this man saw the plights of what communism did to people he saw what the horrors of war did to to soldiers in vietnam he saw what african-americans were going through in the 50s and the 60s this man was not afraid to speak his mind and he was not afraid to fight for what he thought was truly right in his world. Some may think he was a villain at this time. You know, it was not cool. <laughs> Especially in the 60s when the communism was pretty popular to be saying all these things about being anti-communist and talking about, like, the plights of communism. It was not cool to be talking about um, the equality for all men and women across our nation at this time in the South. In Miami, I want you to understand that this is not the the Hispanic-led population of Miami back in those days. This was still pretty Caucasian Miami back in that days, guys. You, I want you to comprehend that he was doing this in pretty much the rural South of the fifties and sixties in Miami. This guy was not afraid. He was not afraid. He has a bravery and a courage that, man, I wish a lot of a lot of prominent people had now. <clears throat> so, what does Bill Bags have to do with this beach? 
much like Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, Bill Baggs found the beauty of the Everglades, and he found the beauty of the beaches and natural shoreline of Miami. He also understood the importance of it. See, there are some things in science that are irreputable. There are some things that are proven historically, without a doubt. While theory, these are proven over and over again, and maybe made into law, but why is the location of Bill Bags, why is the location of Cape Florida so important to Miami? So, if you ever go to Key Biscayne, and if you ever go to Bill Bags, you'll notice you're going to pass by a lot and a lot of really tall shrubbery everywhere. The shrubbery is the mangroves. And why are the mangroves so important? Mangroves, outside of coral reefs, are the only natural structures that have been proven time and time again to stop the destruction and the erosion that hurricanes cause. Let me repeat that. The only two natural structures outside of a mountain, which, of course, there's nothing for my Florida in that aspect, the only two natural structures that help impede and stop the destruction of hurricanes and the erosion and the tidal destruction that it causes are mangroves and coral reefs. If you ever notice the positioning of Cape Florida, if you ever notice where Bill Baggs lies, it literally lies from the south of downtown Miami, of Kendall, of Old Cutler, of Pinecrest, of Coral Gables, Coconut Grove, of everything. And where do most hurricanes' trajectory come from? comes from the south going north. This was our natural shield to to the destruction of hurricanes, to the plight that hurricanes cause. And I've been through Andrew. I've been through Irma. I've been through Katrina. I've been through Wilma. Been through Georges. I've been through every hurricane from the 90s up that Miami's offered And I can't tell you how much I think every day that we have mangroves and we have coral reefs that protect us from the what could be worse and horrible destruction that it's caused to us. It's truly a natural protection for us. It's kind of like a sunscreen, if you will. The other part of it that's important to Bill Baggs is that it's a natural, it's a beautiful sight. It's one of the, especially back in those days in Miami, you got to remember, there was a lot of swampland. A lot of people don't like swamp because of the Everglades. So one of the more beautiful aspects of Miami is this beach. In fact, to this day, Bill Baggs uh, State Park, Cape Florida, Eferito, is known as the eighth best beach in the nation. Still to this day, ever since the 60s. And I can attest to that. It's a beautiful beach. It's a great beach. It's not my favorite beach in all Florida, but it is definitely pound for pound. If you're going to put up like South Beach or parts of Miami Beach up to Bill Bags, I'm going to take Bill Bags every day and twice on Sundays. That's just how it is. It's beautiful. Bill Bags is a really beautiful location. It has kind of like a crescent shape to it. it. Is from the lighthouse, it is actually the only place in Miami where you can view the downtown skyline 
of Miami and Turkey Point. It's one of the only places in Miami they can do it. It's actually the only place in Miami you can do it. So you can see actually portions of the Everglades, downtown Miami, and Turkey Point from this one location. So so underrated. So underrated. And there's more historical things we'll talk about as we continue this episode. Bill Baggs sees this beautiful land, understands the importance of it, understands the science of it. He also realizes that their real estate developers have been moving in since the 60s. They've already conquered and partitioned parts of Miami Beach, of downtown, of South Beach. They've already started building huge condominiums and hotels off the, off the crest, off the, the shoreline. And he sees that they're coming for Key Biscayne. He sees that they're coming for this area of Miami. So what does Bill Baggs do? What does this guy do? The guy who fights for all things he believes in is right. He spends most of his fortune that he made. He was a very popular, very known journalist, very known figure in public media. And he spends all of his fortune, buys up all the acreage he can and build back in this area of Key Biscayne. And then he talks to the city of Key Biscayne, to the town of Key Biscayne. Which is, if we ever do a more regional political topic on on Miami, the city and the town of Key Biscayne is probably the most powerful city in all of South Florida. No one talks about it, and that's one of the reasons why. He donates this land to the state, to the city of Key Biscayne, with the understanding that nothing will be built on this land that will be turned into a nature preserve, a state park, and that would not be sold off and partitioned and used for real estate purposes or development purposes. This man donated his wealth to the future. He donated his wealth to future citizens and future people who coming to Miami ultimately donated to the tourism of Miami. I can't describe how important Cape Florida, how important Bill Baggs is to the rest of Miami. It's a very beautiful location. A lot of people film. Many movies have been filmed in Efarito, have been filmed in Bill Baggs. We'll talk about that in a bit. But also it's just a beautiful venue, beautiful location. Concerts are held there. Uh, many people's. Engagement photos and weddings are taken there. Many uh, beautiful parts and tourism come from the Cape Florida area. I'll tell you one other thing I love about Bill Baggs. He is, in football terms, he is a gym rat. He is, I love, when you read about this guy, man, he, he's damn awesome, man. He, what I mean by gym rat. So in basketball and football terms, there's a lot of love shown to athletes who are known as gym rats. These are people who are first in, last out of any training camp, of any exercise, of any employees you want, pretty much. You know, people that have the keys to the the gym, people who have keys to the office. Like Those are the type of guy that Bill Baggs was. He was the first to arrive at the newspaper, last to leave. I don't know if it's like the the blue collar guy in me. I don't know what it is, but I love, I love hearing that about him, that he was so in love 
what he did. He was so understood in the importance of his business that he 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 wanted to make sure everything was good. He wanted to make sure that no stone was left no stone was left unturned. I'm genuflecting a lot too much to Bill Bags, but he's a really cool guy. I really recommend you guys look him up. There's actually a PBS documentary on him. It's actually free on PBS website. I recommend you see. It's only 30 minutes. Check him out. Bill Bags. William Bags. He passes away in 1969. But we have this state park. It's not a national park. Even though because this really cool little fact I'm about to share with you might make it a national park. So the Civil War and and slave trade. Everyone always thinks about the national part of it. They always think about like the the American United States part of the slave trade. They don't think really about like the Bahamas. You don't really think about Dominican Republic. You don't think about all the island nations in the Caribbean. They're also part of the slave trade. And one of the reasons why Cape Florida why Bill Bags is really cool is because it's actually part of the Underground Railroad for Bahamians. One of the reasons we have the population we did in, in the Coconut Grove of Bahamians was because of this Underground Railroad that literally started off Key Biscayne. It's a beautiful, I mean, it's horrible what was going on, but it's a beautiful aspect of why Billbag State Park, why Cape Florida is so important. It's literally part of the Underground Railroad. It's one of the places that Bahamians will anchor up to then travel north to get to the northern Union states of America. It That is such a, a crazy history. It's something I, I didn't know about until a few weeks ago when I was doing research for this episode. It makes me feel happy that I, it, that Bill Bags is one of my favorite places to come to, that this was a place that many Bahamians will land here and, and realize that their hope for peace, their hope for freedom was on these shores it, that, that that that's awesome how can you not enjoy that part of the history of it how can you not enjoy that like this aspect of Miami this glorified party town has something that has to relate to the freedom of slaves and the freedom of Amer- African Americans of, of many people it's such an important little snippet of history Bill Bags National Park. I, I really hope that you digest that information well and appreciate that. What else can I tell you about Bill Bags? <laughs> Efarito. Efarito, by the way, for our non-Spanish listeners, Efarito just means lighthouse or the lighthouse, which has a good reason to be called the lighthouse because it's the longest and oldest standing structure in Miami. The lighthouse in Bill Bags State Park in Cape Florida is the oldest standing structure in Miami. And a fun fact about it, it's still an active lighthouse. You can drive down to Key Biscayne and still see the light of Efarito shining over Miami. Oh, here's a little fun national fact. The state with the most lighthouses is Connecticut, not Florida. (laughs) Always thought that was a fun fact. Connecticut has the most lighthouses in the United States. Miami, as far as I know, only has two actual active lighthouses. 
and that, that were used for their purpose. They're not decorative. I know a lot of people talk about Boca Chica. Boca Chica was a decorative lighthouse. Those two lighthouses for Miami, I'm not talking about the Keys, are what's known as Fowey Rock. Fowey Rock is actually offshore. It actually marks the drop-off of the Miami uh, waterline. So most of Miami, you drive on a boat. <laughs> drive. You sail on a boat or you're on a boat <laughs> um, for more than three miles offshore. And it's pretty much consistently between 15 to 25 feet in depth of water for about three miles off the coastline of Miami. Then you have where Fowey Rock marks off, which is our drop-off, our drop-off area where the water goes deeper. And that's still an active lighthouse to this day. It actually works for the Port of Miami. It actually works for any ship liner, any cruise ship. Um, They usually have to off the bearings and the readings from Fowey Rock. Fowey Rock is also very important to hurricane readings and, and NOAA has a uh, beacon stationed on Fowey Rock. It's also a really good spear fishing site. A lot of people spear fish in Fowey Rock. I don't recommend it if you're a novice. If you're uh, like a moderate to like an expert level, yeah, definitely. It's just a it's a cautionary area. There are sharks there. I'm not saying the sharks attack people. I'm saying there are sharks there and it sometimes it scares people. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm clearing my throat a lot in this episode. So, longest standing structure in all Miami. It's a beautiful structure. You can actually visit it on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I want to say, in the daytime. Um, they do have specialty visiting, but you have to pay like an extra fee and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful lighthouse. Again, great pictures you can take up there. It's still an active lighthouse. It still rotates. It's pretty awesome. So let's see what else I got for you. Party Underground Railroad. Yeah, we talked about that part. Let's talk about the other side. I've been talking about mostly the beachfront side of Efarito, of Bill Bags. Let's talk about the bay side. So what's in the bay side of Efarito, of Bill Bags State Park? You have uh, one of the coolest structures in Miami that's being Stiltsville. Stiltsville was this a set of houses that were built literally on stilts, on uh, pylons that were that mark off actually the channel that most people use to get out into open waters. Uh, recreationally here, not like a not like Port of Miami deal. Um, Stiltsville is a very important aspect of Miami because uh, those houses for many, many years were just considered houses. They were not any type of preserved. They were not any type of protected structure. Later on in the early 2000s, they finally got like uh, like state park protections and they st- and they finally got like um, national park protections and like government protections on those houses. I know that a few of those houses are owned by different organizations. One of those houses is actually owned by the University of Miami. Another one of those houses is owned by Florida International University, FIU. Um, those houses are sometimes used for marine biology purposes, for marine biology studies. Um, but I also know that those houses can be rented and you can live upon those houses. Now, remember I was telling you that many movies have been filmed in Bill Bags. And one of the most famous movies ever come out of Miami was filmed there. Bad Boys 2, there's a whole scene that takes place on Stillsville in Bad Boys 2. Very uh, unknown aspect of it. 
I always recommend checking out Stillsville. You can actually take photos on it. You need to request it, of course. There's a there's a whole web page dedicated to Stillsville, and like there's like a a community that Stillsville belongs to, and you can uh, request to take photos there. You can request to visit or stay on Stillsville. It's a really cool experience. I yeah, for long term Miamians and people who really want to understand like in depth history of Miami or of nature of Miami, it's a really cool place to to visit <clears throat> so that's out in the water though that's out in the water of of cape florida on the shoreline you have probably outside of black point marina and outside of fishing along the bridges and the roadway of the keys you probably have the best land fishing in all of miami at Bill Baggs State Park at Cape Florida. They have built-in uh, fishing piers there in Cape Florida. You can catch some huge snook, huge um, permit, snapper, uh, even like groupers. Groupers sometimes come up really shallow waters, and they feed against like these little cubby holes, these little like um, huequitos in the grass bed. And it's really, really good, awesome fishing there. Um, on the piers of of Cape Florida of Bill Bags, I really recommend it highly. Uh, try to go early in the morning because it is a high demand area. Uh, there's, it's really good. I'm not going to give you the number piers, or which ones I know which numbers are the best because there's actually I think ten piers, ten fishing piers on uh, Cape Florida, but I'm not going to give you the number of which one's the best. But I recommend it highly, and please check it out if you ever need to do land fishing. If you're wary of boats i recommend it um really highly next you have no name harbor no name harbor is a nice aspect of of cape florida it's a really murky uh kind of brackish water harbor a lot of long stay sailors um sailboat people usually park there and they usually uh, do like long-term stays uh, usually you encounter people like from Canada, people from uh, Panama Canal, a lot of people who do, who have like sailboat life, who live on, like on sailboats for their whole lives. Uh, they usually uh, park off or have stays in Noni Harbor because you can anchor up in the middle of it. Uh, you can also see some really awesome manatees in this harbor. Um, it's a really beautiful place. The last thing I'll bring up about the no-name harbor location, besides it being a dock and besides it being like a sailboat sanctuary, um, is they have a grill. They have a little restaurant there called Boater's Grill. They change the name of it every so often. It used to be no-name harbor grill. It used to be Boater's Grill. It used to be uh, whatever, uh, Bill Bag's restaurant. It used to have many different names. It's always there. Uh, you can get like a Cuban breakfast there. You can get... um. Like some seafood dishes and stuff like that. It's nice. It's just a nice place if you need to, if you don't like eating on a boat <laughs> or if you need to get a snack or if you need to get something to eat. It's a nice little restaurant. It has like a two floor setup. And uh, thank God they put in fans. It used to not have fans if you guys go there. And it used to be sweltering hot in it because it was just, it's a tin roof structure kind of deal. And it was so hot in that restaurant for so long until they put in the fans and like the the blowers they have now and the chiller system they have now oh my god but it used to be really really bad in there 
But it's a good place to stop off if you're looking for somewhere to eat, especially if you're in the Bill Bags area. A lot of great bike trails, a lot of great hiking trails as well. It's not hiking because you're not going up and down hills or anything, but you're, you are hiking through the mangroves and you're experiencing a lot of nature of Miami, of Florida. You can see crabs everywhere. You can see, again, a lot of sea life. If you ever wanted to see porpoise um, porpoising out of the water, if you ever wanted to see any dolphins jumping out of the water, usually this is going to be the place to do it at, especially if you get there in the early morning. Again, it's a good place to also make manatee sightings, especially in No Name Harbor. Um, you can also see just a lot of life. There a lot of egrets, a lot of birds that you're going to find in Miami are going to be stationed around here. You might see frigate birds flying overhead. Uh, and again, the beach is really refreshing and great. And it's not the the softest sand in Miami. Some people really um, take on the aspects of the beach like by like the softness of the sand on your feet. It's not the softest sand, I will say that. But it is a very nice location. Very refreshing. I highly, highly recommend. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a whole tourist pitch on Bill Bags uh, State Park. So that's that's pretty much the history of Bill Bags. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend you visit Key Biscayne in general. A lot. Of, if you're a marine biologist fan or you're a marine biology fan in general or just a fan of marine life, I highly always recommend to visit uh, Key Biscayne uh, because there's just so much dedicated to marine biology in that one area of Miami. You have NOAA. You have Mast Academy. You have FIU's marine biology offices. You have UM's marine biology offices located there. You have Crandon Park. You have um, Sunshine in the Bay. You have, of course, Bill Baggs, Farito we're talking about, and just a lot of the beauty marine life-wise and just beach-wise and coastal of Miami is found in that area. <clears throat> One day we'll dive more into the politics, I guess, of Key Biscayne and how it's such, it's truly the most powerful town and city community in all of Miami and no one talks about it for good reason uh, but one day we will explore it in the near future thank you for listening to this episode of the weird waters podcast again this is the show we talk about just anything water related so I felt like Bill Bags is a good option to talk about today uh, guys you can find out more about us on our webpage which is daycountycomedy.com make sure if you're a comedy fan in miami if you want to check out any of our shows uh go follow us there at dade county comedy on all social media uh you can see actually on our website our calendar and our schedule for any future uh, comedy shows we do have at least two comedy shows every week so we really highly recommend it if you have any topics you want me to talk about or you want us to discuss on future episodes of the weird waters podcast please feel free to re email us at weirdwaterspod at gmail.com my name is raul uh, you can follow me at rdhito87 on all social media take it easy have a good one good night